What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. It's 9.15 p.m. in Mitchell, South Dakota, and you're listening to Night Call. Welcome to Night Call, a podcast for your strange days and lonely nights. My name is Emily Oshida. I am in New York. And with me on the other line, all the way over in Los Angeles, we have Molly Lambert and, oh, oh look at that, <laughs> mind melt, uh, Tess Lynch, and also the Anglers, Richard Rushfield on the podcast today. Hello, Richard. Hello. I want to get in on the and thing. Yeah, you got it. You can do an and. Our producer, Roy. Tess wrote an intro for Richard with information about you. I mean, I do want to mention, as I mentioned to Molly, and this was news to her, that um, Richard, you were a producer on one of my favorite shows of all time, Blind Date. The only the only resume item I have that anyone wants to talk it's about. It's so exciting, <laughs> which means that you are, I am now one degree of separation from Roger Lodge. You are. You're yeah. very, I, I Roger Lodge. We were we were close for two and a half months. <laughs> I feel so like we jealous. could do a, a whole separate episode just about Richard's experiences on Blind Date. Um, he signed an NDA is what his face is telling me right no, now. No, I'll tell, I'll tell You'll all. Talk. Somebody was did some kind of tell-all about being on um, Blind Date recently. Is that what the show was? Well, I, they're rebooting I like it I right can, now. The new yeah. Blind Date yeah. is, is being filmed right now. The old Blind Date was the best it's a it timeless format. Yeah, it was the pop-up video of love. 
I saw it being filmed once in Venice Beach, and they the couple had run into the na- the ocean naked together. And I asked the PA how it was going, and he was like, "Well, she took her shirt off. That's as good as it can get." It was a different time. It was a different time. I'll, uh, I'll just did so. I had this job as a producer on Blind Date, where my job was to watch people on dates and make fun of them. Uh, and I sat there the entire time. Saying like I'm an artist, I'm a re- they, a group. It's not even my own name on this. I wa- and people think they could rewrite my jokes, and I was just cranky and crotchety. And I I walked away from that job to to uh, return to journalism. And about two seconds out out the door, I said, uh, "What the what the hell have I done?" <laughs> uh, don't ever. Uh, anytime your principals tell you you need to walk out on. A place. Uh, just, just, just take a few nights of sleep on that. So you had a diva attack. <laughs> yes, that, on Blind Date. That, I left Blind Date after one season. Did you go to the LA Times after Blind Date? Or no, I that? went to be a freelance, uh, a oh, freelance journalist and scriptwriter. So. <laughs> Look, we all made the choice to go into journalism. <laughs> once. I didn't make the choice. No, we didn't I make ma- the my, choice. My, I maintain my narrative as I never made the choice. I, the choice made me. <laughs> I maintain that too. I I agree. I got out. I wasn't so trying fast. to get into journalism. I just uh, accidentally did, and we all, you know what? It's an important thing that people should do. And but advice to millennials, <laughs> oh, not don't. not anything that I do. I, if I was if I was doing hard hitting reporting about like the city or or housing in Los Angeles or something like that, I would I would be like, you know what, I can't take myself away movie from this crit- hard hitting work. <sighs> movie criti- there's movie criticism is is useful in its own way. There are things my feeling about the internet was always like people are bored at work and they like having like a little thing to read that gives them like a little vacation in their <laughs> mind from how bored they are at work being on their computer but all day. But then that became the entire internet. Like right. that became the model of the entire We were Candy Crush before Candy Crush. Exactly. Candy yes. Crush. Yes. yes. Bring back narrative long form programming like Blind Date. Yes, exactly. The important stuff, the cultural touchstones. Well, guys. Also, yeah. Wait, Richard oh. also wrote the book on American Idol, the, the untold <laughs> story. So and now I'm done, him. but I just have to say, like Richard is a. That's very how Richard and I guest. met. Oh my god! Richard so and I cool. met while we were in the trenches of Idol coverage, right. circa 2010 or so, um, and it was around the time the book came out. Yeah, it was not. It was not prime Idol time. It, I, it's I true. It was. It was the the kind of gold, on Golden Pond. It was Idol like time. the film Philip Phillips era. No, 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 no. <laughs> Wait, I rem- Didn't you like Philip Phillips? Uh, um, very charismatic uh, young gentleman. What Phil a Phil. name! <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Wait, that, that's a good. That's the Richard, best looking guy who's Richard ever. Richard yes. and Emily. Do either of you still watch American Idol? If you want to come and hate a topic, write a book about it. <laughs> uh, I spent a year where with nothing but American Idol in my life, yeah. and I don't think I've watched a whole episode. We all since know that then. feeling. Yeah. For sure. Smoke yeah. the whole pack. Exactly. <laughs> See how you like it after that. <laughs> We want to take just a moment to do a night call emotional well-being check-in because uh, it's been a really awful week, month, year, just, you know, especially feels bad. So we wanted to say that, like, we would also like this podcast to serve as a place where people feel like it can be a nice bubble bath away from reality. But we also acknowledge that reality sucks right now. <laughs> And we hope that in between listening to us talk about ghost hunting, 
you are uh, making the calls you need to make both to your representatives and also to the loved ones in your life that might need you right now and just generally taking care of yourself and the people in your life. Yeah. Because. And yeah. taking it offline is the thing we've all been talking about a lot. Oh, yeah. In our group texts. Always get offline. About yeah. this is that you got to, you know, it's it's fine to be frustrated on the internet but ultimately that has to lead to action in real life and going to real places and definitely feels like things will have to happen if other things happen uh right now i won't go any further than that yep (laughs) also the the week between when we record and when we post is um has has been i think on all of our minds because they're you know from week to week it's years and years and years of garbage news unfolding um but we're recording on monday and uh this is the you know we just had the weekend following the kavanaugh testimony so yeah if you are having as they say big feelings uh we hope that you're taking care of yourself and we are here to listen uh the world is going to be so much worse by the time this posts. Dude, like, I know. Yeah, it's really. Yeah. What are really we complaining about now? Right. Yeah. About... Or, it, or we'll <laughs> yeah. take some buildings over. My feeling is like all the people who came out to the women's march, like now is the time to come back out and you know maybe blog off some freeways and stuff because yeah. society shouldn't function if Kavanaugh gets. Yeah, agreed. You know, um, so that is our that is our night call emotional well being check in. And now we'll get back to the demon stories. <laughs> <laughs> I feel better demons. already. Yeah. So we wanted to have Richard on not only because he's a great friend and um, a, a, a good talker about all things and worked on a blind date, but also because I feel like Richard has seen and had more paranormal and or ghost related experiences than maybe anybody else I know. And it just seemed so like such a, a no brainer. Last time I was in L.A., we kind of got to talking about some of his, his experiences. And I was like, wait, you just have to come on the show and it's, tell everybody. <laughs> I've lived a rich paranormal life. It's uh, kind of, Yeah, it's it, it feels like you won the ghost lottery. Well, I'll just keep coming to you. I'll tell you, it's kind of seek and, and, and ye shall find. Uh, it's I, I went through a long period where I was very interested in ghosts. And pretty much asked every person I met everywhere, "Have you ever seen a ghost?" Or, or, or alien. I, I was open to alien stories, also and UFO stories. Uh, and if mm-hmm. you ask everybody you meet, uh, you'll get. A, and uh, and I was young, so I was still going out and meeting people and uh, encountering people <laughs> in my life. Uh, you'll you get a lot of good stories, and I think you also open yourself up to a. Uh, to uh, extra dimensional experience in other ways that uh, that I'm probably not very there. There might be ghosts tapping me on the shoulder all the time right now, and 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 I'm just missing them. But I, it's been a long time. When you've opened your heart up as a seeker, in other words, you're exactly, exactly. <laughs> without ju- without judgment. I feel like we don't have enough time to go over all of them, <laughs> <laughs> which is really saying something. Like that's impressive in and of itself. But we had a few that we definitely wanted hear from you maybe in ascending order of spookiness yeah maybe we can get um, some spooky sound effects under this yeah like a yeah a ghostly wind <laughs> i didn't bring my own so you don't <laughs> Ooh. well shall we start with the uh inappropriate ghost uh yes, th- yes. this 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 is a, a pretty straightforward ghost story but uh i was back in my college days uh at uh, I, I went to school in western massachusetts and at uh, Smith College, uh, which was a neighboring school, 
there was a house that was a pre-revolutionary house, and every uh, woman that lived there had had some sort of experience. Um, they they saw things fly across the room. They heard their names said. I knew two roommates that woke up in the middle of the night and saw uh, this man standing standing between their bed, looking down at them. Um, Shadow person. My experience in the house wasn't mm-hmm. as dramatic as that. Uh, I stayed one night in the guest room of uh, of this house, and all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, I woke up with a start. And just as I woke up, the door to the room creaks open. Just doesn't doesn't just open a tip, but opens up all the way. And then I feel on my back with the pressure of a hand, ice cold fingers slowly run down uh, my my entire spine, all the way all the way uh, down to the base. What? Yes. <laughs> and no one was there. No one. Was, did you hear And did anything? you get up and close the door? Oh yeah. Did you hear anything? I. It was. It was about three or three in the morning. My. It was a very cold night. Uh, my house was about two, three miles away, and I got up and walked home uh, through the snow those two or three miles uh, after that. I, 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 I'm, I'm not the person that stays in the Amityville house uh, yeah, after the pig appears. Yeah, you Yeah. Jeez. I left. Um, what does it mean? What's the significance? I can't say. But Yeah, what do you think they were trying you, to tell you? You said, you said it was a desirous back rub. Lasc- lascivious intent was my... Takeaway. That that was that was how it felt to me. It was. It did not feel like a like a kind of uh, uh, just friendly pat on the back. So you felt I, violated. It was a creepy I did. back rub. Throw in paranormal creepy yeah. back rub and see how uh, see how you like that. Well, you know, nice. it could be a, like if some person might be into it, they might be like, "Ooh, a free back rub." <laughs> um, if it could ha- be the beginning of a teen like YA novel, a free yeah, massage. Yeah. There's like some people who have had consensual sex with ghosts. I think maybe Brig- Im- that's impossible. Brigitte Nielsen, I want to say. But how does she know it's consensual? Because a ghost tried to have sex with her, and she was like, "Ooh la la, cool." <laughs> Ooh la la. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that this ghost had uh, unpleasant hands. I mean, I think it was well, strong, powerful hands. Ice cold, yes, it's but when powerful. When you let someone access a, your back for a back rub, it's so close to your neck mm. they can throttle you. Yeah, it's true. Uh, you got lucky. Oh, that gives me the creep. Oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. But to wait, the next. there's more. So story number two. Second date with a ghost. Uh, uh, so my we're in college still. Uh, my, uh, my friend of mine, uh, Sam, had his, his mother had a ranch out in Malibu where she had a Brazilian mystic visiting. Um, and we went, we, we drove out to, to, to see this Brazilian mystic. The, the story has two parts. What they have to do with each other, you be, you be the judge. But it doesn't seem <laughs> that they are unrelated. Um, this, this Brazilian mystic, we get there, he's, a, he's an older gentleman, probably about 60. He's sitting there drinking beer and smoking cigarettes and doesn't seem that holy but uh he takes us into this room one at a time and we lie on a bed and uh and he, he walks around the room sort of huffing and puffing and it's like little flash bulbs come out of him in like purple or green or different colors and he did that and, and i said well Maurizio, what was that about and he said oh good for the nervous system uh and which which is which was the only explanation he had uh and then after after we all had done that. We were sitting outside, sort of at this table, and the, the, there were about ten of us there. And Maurizio said to uh, one of the people, he said, I, "I think I feel something out in the field. We, we, you, you come with me." And they walk out to the field, and they're they're, they're walking. They're they're about a hundred yards off, 
And we just see them because every time he steps, sparks come out from under his feet. What? (laughs) This is what happens when you're a mystic. Yeah. And they get to a place 200 yards away or something, and and all of a sudden this huge burst of light comes out of Maurizio's chest. And you can sort of see him illuminated. And immediately after in the sky, this gold orb, uh, picture the harvest moon, about 50% larger than that. Uh, blinks on in the sky and then blinks off. Then about 15 seconds pass and another huge uh, flash of light comes out of Maurizio and then the gold orb flashes on and flashes off. And that happens a, a couple dozen times uh, over over the course of about 10 minutes. And then Maurizio comes back and we say, Maurizio, that was amazing. What was that? He says, oh, I didn't see anything. I don't know. Uh, so that was our explanation. So we are driving home from that. Uh, here we'll get to. So that was the extra dimensional mm-hmm. part. Uh, someone there suggested he had opened up a portal to another dimension. Maybe Maurizio didn't confirm that, but but given what's coming, you you may look back on that as a as a credible explanation. Uh, we're in Sam's Bronco, driving down uh, Sunset, driving driving uh, eastbound. And we're, we're, we just passed Rusted Canyon, and what we're approaching what you folks who grew up around here know as Dead Man's Curve. You know that big yeah, curve? Yeah. So we're, we're, we're going into that, and all of a sudden the power to Sam's car just dies. It right at Dead Man's Curve? As we're approaching <laughs> it, we're about 150 <laughs> yards out, we're approaching it, and the power is just gone. It's just like, it's, it's just as though someone just turned it off. And we're coasting to a stop... Up ahead of us, going westbound, coming towards us, this car comes screeching around the, the curb, curb, spins out, does a 360, and crashes into a phone pole. Yes, exactly where we would have been. What? The exact spot where oh we would have been God. had the power not not, not gone out. Holy shit. And so are those two halves of, so it, halves of the story so related? So it was a good yeah, portal absolutely. then. Well, yeah, maybe a good, maybe, or maybe it was a demon with bad aim. Or maybe it was Hitler driving the other car, and and he was being saved to go. Hitler didn't die on Dead Man's Curve. The the next. <laughs> it was also weird you say that because I spent like a week reading about Jan, Jan and, Dean. and Dean. This is all I would talk about last week yep. before the podcast. Well, you passed. know, you know where that curve actually is in Beverly Hills. Right? But have you actually seen? That's the lamest no. Dead Man's Curve. That that curve is like sort of just like a. Yeah, I always Wait, imagined I'm kind of, it. I'm confused which one you're talking about. What's what is it? Is it like in like near Beverly Glen or something? No, uh, between Rustic Canyon and the Riviera Palisades. But it's a it's a pretty a pretty baby Dead Man's Curve. Yeah, right. That right. that one is a ma- the one, the one I was at was a major Dead Man's Curve. The the Jan and Dean one is on. It's right. Jan and Dean one is interesting because it's about. Three doors down from the house, Bugsy Siegel was shot in. Huh. So it's uh, so it's uh, it's an interesting little neighborhood I told there. Tess, I was reading about Jan and Dean, and she was like, "Oh, because one of them was hot." And I was like, "Yes, yep. correct." And then I found hard out, to remember which one. Well, I found out that they were. You probably know this already, Richard, but that they were all on the football team at like Hollywood High. That's how they became a group, and that the other guy in the group was uh, James Brolin. What? They were the football really? team. Because I just thought they were going to be dorks. And then I was like, yeah. wait, they, Jan and Dean were hot. No, and then what, it was yeah. like they were football players who harmonized in the locker room. Don't ever go look at that at that curve. You're going to be so let down. Well, then also <laughs> one of them was in a car accident later, but not at that dead man's curve, but like not too far from there. Well, that, that's that's where the accident was, where, yeah. where the the real life accident was. That wasn't the uh, – the, wasn't it, they were conflated later. The, <laughs> the, the, 
something. I always imagined it being like in Palos Verdes on like a little twisty like canyon. I always or assumed it was on Mulholland until I knew better because oh. Mulholland is just one big dead man's curve. <laughs> yeah. To be honest with you. That is the one in the Palisades is is uh, is, is 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 a true uh, de- pe- people yeah. are killed all the time. Like, Can we get an, another demon story? Yeah, number three. So well, um, well, that was not the one that I thought you were going to tell. So I'm very curious. Uh, the one you the, I remember you telling me at Italy <laughs> yeah. Yeah. was was about um, it was like somebody said that you had. Somebody said that you had opened up your 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 soul to to a ghost flood or the Ouija board. The Ouija board one was a story that was a very good story. It didn't actually happen to me. It had to happen to a bunch of friends of mine. You should tell it anyway because yeah, it's like I, the perfect ghost story. The, the, Is this the one I'm thinking of though? I can't remember. I don't yeah, know. That, well, I told you'll I, find out. So if you go to uh, the Brand Library in Glendale. Um, in the, there's a path. If you go there at night, there's a path that leads up into the hills behind it. Um, and if you go, you you go up, you you walk up that path about 15 minutes, and you'll see a, a, a small a, a little trail that goes off it. And you'll notice when you go down the trail that the temperature suddenly drops, and you come to a wrought iron gate uh, enclosing a pyramid. Way up in the mountains, there's a pyramid. There's a stone pyramid about about 15, 20 feet high uh, in, in in the hills above above Glendale. It is the Brand family. I, I believe the Brand family built Glendale over mm-hmm. there. Um, Have either of you guys been there? It is so oh, spooky. Have you been there? No, I haven't. Oh, when you yeah. come soon, we will go. We'll a, There's a, a pyramid is what we're going to get to. Yes. I've, I've heard of it, but I've never been there. Yeah. I, I was driving around Glendale one day, and I, like, found it. And I was like, where did this come from? It was totally, like, a spooky place that was suddenly planted there that I'd never noticed before. And it has, like, the library building is this sort of fake Moroccan-style building. And it was apparently built by the person who built the Chicago World's Fair. Ooh. And then it inspired a lot of the sort of fake Spanish stuff in Glendale because it was mm-hmm. like, you know, a fancy person's building. And right. other people were like, build me a little Spanish villa also. But it looks very like a weird movie set. Um, it has like some, and everybody I know who goes there says it's like the weirdest place. Yes. And what ha- this is how weird it was for my friends, four of whom went there and told me the story together and swear by it. Uh, so you go there at night, and the the, fin- the the gate is closed, so you have to climb over it. And they came in, and they brought a Ouija board. So they climb over it. They feel very weird. They sit down. They put the disc on the, the Ouija board, and it just starts spitting by itself. It starts spitting wildly. And then they are in the car, their car on the freeway driving home. Just like a time leap? They, they all no lost the happened. time in between. Just a, yes. Did they get rid of the Ouija board? I don't know if the Ouija if the Ouija board was with them still. Interesting. That's what I it might know. still be there. Yeah, I'll go Ooh. get it, you guys. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Or let's just bring another Field one. Was as that an offering? Was that the Ouija board? So I have another. Ouija. Was that the one you were thinking of, or were you thinking of? No, the that wasn't the one I was thinking of either. <laughs> oh, that was the one. Okay. I well, heard. the other one is quick. I was at, at the a haunted ca- coffee shop and. Wait, wait. Which haunted coffee shop? 
the, the all-star cafe that used to be in the, the Knickerbocker Hotel in front of which uh, D.W. Griffith died. Okay. Um, it, uh, the Knicker, I think the hotel has been bought by Scientology now and the cafe doesn't exist anymore. But uh, Wait, is <clears> it the one where they used to have a lightly Star Trek-themed coffee shop in that, in that space? Called Ten Forward. Possible. The All Star Cafe was a brief uh, incarnation there, in the, in, okay. in the, and and never quite came together. But uh, huh. they they claimed it was very haunted, and they had a Ouija board. And my friend and I were uh, were playing with this the, the Ouija board, and the boards we started telling us things horrible things were going to happen to our friends. It sort of it, it, it was it was spilling very. It was the, the quickest a Ouija board has ever worked for me. It was saying like one friend of hers is going to die in a car accident, and other, it was like, but it was it was kind of like jokey, horrible things. But uh, we asked him who he was, and he said he was a nine year old boy named named Max, and he spelled that. And as we were leaving, um, we said to the owner, and he, he says, "Did you get anything on the Ouija board?" I said, "Yeah, someone was really going crazy." And he was like, "Oh, was it Max, the nine year old?" What? <laughs> but wait, were a ton of people bringing Ouija boards to the coffee shop? Did they? There have was a never Ouija a ton there? of people in that. They had okay. a Ouija board there. Oh, uh, yeah. it was their house Ouija. So it might have been oh, weird. That's crazy. Yeah, at the, around the time that 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 happened, and uh, talking to my friends with their brand cemetery experience, I was at a dinner, a group dinner, and there was this. Uh, there was this old Native American gentleman. Uh, was, this is the story I think that you yeah. told me. It was sort yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Sort of a, a, a shaman type, uh, self-styled shaman, uh, but and a lot of people held him in very high regard. But uh, I started chatting about these ghost experiences, and he looked at me and he said, "He said you shouldn't be fooling with this." And and I was like, oh, "It's no, you know, just having fun with the work." Kids will be kids. What are you, you going to do? And he kind of looked. He was like looking in the space around me. And he's like, you're opening yourself up to the spirits. And I was, I said, well, they're welcome to come visit. I don't, I don't have anything against them. He, he looked at me more and he slammed his fist down. And was like, no, you are a coffee cup. Your coffee cup is empty. The spirits are coffee. That coffee wants to be in a cup. Whoa. <laughs> was this David that is Lynch? what you're doing <laughs> it may have been didn't you say room. you i also did hear a story didn't you say that you had also just been like messing with some sort of like satan- or like a coven no it was when you went to go you were doing um research on the real covens of hollywood because it wasn't this around the time of the craft or something i, I wrote, it was around the time of the craft yes and okay. I, I i wrote my my first co- my first cover story in journalism uh, maybe my first feature story for Black Book magazine about uh, about witches in Los Angeles. Uh, so I, I went to visit a, a coven in North Hollywood. Um, don't let them tell you that um, they, they they all they all have that stuff out there. Like, oh, we don't we don't cast spells to hurt people because everything you do comes back to. To, comes back to get you three times. It's, they 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 cast plenty. Believe me, they they did they cast one on you. I, Possibly after it came out, uh, you opened the barrier he and uncorked then you can't the coffee. Well, they, they, the, the one thing I've I've <laughs> used is they they taught me a lost things a, a, a spell how to find lost things. Can you share? It's I not Saint know. Anthony. Saint no. Anthony yeah, works Tess by has the way. A, has a Catholic Anthony. one. Yeah, you got to do Saint Anthony. She taught me, and we both do all the time. It works. I don't know if you say a spell on the radio, does that dissipate its power, or like does that? Uh, 
Does that Emily? Know. Emily, you've done I mean, my lost things spell. Me over, yeah, I think you I told don't it to me over G chat, so I don't feel like it's that much more. Sacred. I think I cheat. <laughs> I'm afraid of. The... Can you outline it without telling us like the words that you chant or anything? So you think you picture yourself finding it, and you you do something to an object of clothing, uh-huh. and then leave it in a certain place. Until Has it worked every time? Huh. Miraculously, really? yes. All right, I'll I'll get the notes afterwards. <laughs> Uh, guys, what are your personal scariest moments from horror movies? Oh, yes. I have one that I watched uh, just before I got here, and it's been giving me the creeps ever since, which is from the 1978, I think, remix of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, where um, it, it's been a while since I've seen the movie, but I remember the scene of the dog with the man's face oh, God, and the banjo yes. music. That oh, happened. That's terrible. That <laughs> was, a, that was the scariest part. It's so scary because the man is like licking his mouth in a way that looks like a dog and everybody's reactions are like really realistic to It's that. never explained how that happened. Never that they, explained. That they got me. It's the only one that got mixed up. Exactly. That. Yep. It's the scariest movie. It is a very scary movie, but that's the scariest part. I, I, I never feel safe in San Francisco because of that movie. <laughs> that you movie should made, not, yeah. That movie sense. also now is, like, sad because it's all, like, beautiful pre-gentrification, mm-hmm. like, real San Francisco. You're like, ooh. It got city snatched. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Emily, totally. do you have a scariest movie moment? I'm, I'm so bad at this one. I've been honestly thinking about it since you guys posed the question, and I'm, you know, I, I, I know I'm, I sound like a broken record record when I talk about this but like it's there aren't that many movies that really scare me but there are ones that like kind of what about animated movies um I feel like yeah. some of the scariest things that have ever scared me have been really? in like anime that I saw as a child well I think that one of the scarier things um Princess Mononoke like the 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 face on oh god on that the like the deer spirit I always confuse it with the Patronus from Harry Potter because it's very similar the way it's presented but it's like this deer spirit in the water but it has a human face there is something very eerie about human faces on animals yeah I think we all that's what we all think Uh, is the scariest yeah I mean I I just in general in general like mask like faces are very terrifying to me I've been more scared. Like my closest thing that I have to like a um a paranormal experience or like one of Richard's stories is that I used to play this game called Four Doors with like friends growing up like since I was in you know middle school or something it would be a sleepover game like like kind of like a light as a feather stiff as a board type thing do you know this game no uh-uh Oh, it's 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 it sort of takes a while to explain, but basically it just like you 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 guide your friend through who like one person is lying down in the middle of the group and you guide them through like kind of a semi conscious um like journey through a sure, hallway yeah. with these doors. Um and and the one that I remember doing or like saying and like everybody in the room just freaking out is like walking into one of the doors and it was just like a room like a full of people wearing like blank masks. And they all like turned around and stared at me. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> See? Yeah. That's yeah, terrifying. Uh, um, yeah, that's like the scariest thing to me. So anything with masks and movies. Yeah, stuff in out. like I mean, like this isn't even movies, but like yeah, like some of that just conceptual stuff in like Junji Ito just like yeah scares me more Junji than Ito, anything. Uh, Junji Ito doesn't really. I find. I, I delight in Junji Ito. Like, I, <laughs> I, I find it so fun. You like body horror? And it makes horror? me feel so gross 
and fun. Like, yeah, like all like, you know, uh, I, I don't know. It, 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 it does. It feels more like a like a grotesque form of comedy to, mm-hmm. than like actually getting scared to me. But See, I love it. Sometimes when it moves yeah. into comedy, that's the scariest, I think, to yeah. me. Because like I was always very freaked out by 80s practical effects stuff. It took mm-hmm. me forever to yes. watch the Nightmare on Elm Street movies because I was so scared of like Freddy as right. a just as like a scary looking thing and like masks of Freddy are so scary to me I think yeah. still more so than Michael Myers even though he's a scary blank face mm-hmm. it's a William um, Shatner face yeah, yeah. <laughs> Richard what's your scariest movie moment so the the one scene in, in movies that uh, as I get older I'm scared I'm like I cry in Hallmark commercials but yeah, I also yeah. I, they also scare the hell out of me so I'm I'm scared of everything now um, and and really can't watch scary movies anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, the uh, the scene in Poltergeist, where she's ta- the the girl's talking to her mother in the kitchen, and then and they're at the kitchen table and they they look away and then they turn back to the kitchen table and the chairs are stacked. The, the stacked chairs is so stacked fucking chair. scary. Uh, uh, Poltergeist <laughs> is like such. Molly's never seen I've Poltergeist. Never seen Poltergeist. Poltergeist is one of the scariest <laughs> yeah. movies because it it tricks you into thinking it's a different kind of movie at certain well, that's points. What the Exorcist was like. I was like, yes. ooh, a 70s movie yeah. that's about like families. Yeah. <laughs> and spend a billion dollars on effects. You won't get anything scarier than these damn kitchen chairs. Yeah. Stacked uh, on yeah. Top of it's like, yeah. I agree. Um, friend of the podcast, Mukta Mohan, has talked about how her biggest fear is like furniture being moved around while she's asleep. Yeah. Stuff like that. The little Because things. it's really the fear of being insane. Guys, do you want to take... <laughs> <laughs> I stepped on your segue. The yellow wallpaper. Let's take a night email from Brian. I wanted to draw your attention to this Vox interview with a pair of Harvard Divinity School researchers who published a paper in 2015 that suggested that millennials are substituting CrossFit and SoulCycle for traditional organized religions. I know you have a particular affinity for the occult, and while this may be its exact opposite, it may hold some interest for you for that very reason. It feels like another instance of new businesses filling the vacuum created by the loss of old institutions. Guys. Well, as a person who's, as I was saying, my favorite um, my favorite hot take on everything is, it's church! Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I feel like I've, I've heard this at least said casually by people who have, you know, who subscribe or don't subscribe to this particular religion, especially for, I think especially for SoulCycle. Well, you were saying you just got class pass. I did. Yeah, I I have been out of the the group fitness world (laughs) for a while, which I was very into in Los Angeles and kind of stopped doing as much here. And it's very interesting to come back to it. Has anyone like have you guys... Has anyone in this room tried what is it called? Like Soul Cycle? I've done Soul Cycle. Um, I haven't done CrossFit. Um, I was forced once. You were? One time. But what what did they play? Oh, God. It was horrible. I mean, it was was very, it was dark. Like we were coached. It should be dark. Did it remind (laughs) you of being in church because you were like, get me out of here? No, church is better for me than that because it hurts so badly to sit on that sharp seat. And I had the gel cover that I was like, look, I'm not like a pro. I'm not going to sit on like a chair that feels like a knife. So I got like this gel cover. But even then it was so horribly painful that it feels like punishment to sit and like your legs hurt so bad. 
And they were, I mean, it's it, to me, I have a hard time with someone like tell, coaching you through feelings. That's like, very it's churchy, very though, alienating to be to like, me. and it also is. to be like, it's painful, but you have to do it. But it's like the yeah. part of it is forcing your body to like release these endorphins that force you to feel. It feels manipulative to me, but it that's is just me. This is just me. I only exercise alone, if ever. Well, I want to say that I've never done one of these group ones, and I really only learned about how churchy it was from seeing the movie I Feel Pretty with Emily oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is framed around soul cycle mm-hmm. I guess also on Broad City they like do a parody of it but I sort they're of they're like got, at a fake equinox yeah yeah which, I got that which it's like equinox a, has that vibe it's too. like a combination life coaching and exercise class people which, get obsessed with it I don't know if you guys have followed Ben Dreyfus's journey with soul cycle he wrote about it at Mother Jones no I've known some people who get really obsessed with bicycling yeah but this is different what and, do you feel about it Richard uh, as much as I fear a demon strangling me to death in my sleep, uh, I m- even more fear someone ever speaking to me while I'm trying to exercise. Exactly. <laughs> so going, I, I don't understand. Religion should be between you and your soul cycle trainer in <laughs> private and should not be done in the presence of other people. Agreed. Uh, but I get it. The thing crazy that, that I've realized about um, – these classes, like, and, and this sort of has to do with the religion thing, but it's also, like, I think maybe because this idea of, you know, like, these sort of abusive cycles and stuff have been so much in the, the public discourse lately, and especially, like, how, like, abuser logic and stuff that I started to realize that a lot of the classes are kind of structured um, like you're in a, an abusive relationship yes. with yourself. Um, <laughs> because and especially like I've been going to like physique 57 and bar classes and stuff and they, the language they use is really like, we're just going to like, we're just going to like burn out this, this glute or whatever. We're going to yeah. like do it till, till, do it till you kill it kind of. And then, <laughs> and then at the end or like in between all these like intervals of really, really intense exercise. And then you like are like you know spinning and they and then they do a stretch and they're like honor your body your body is beautiful and what is and it's what has brought you here today to give you this gift and it's like yeah that so... sounds like triumph of the will <laughs> and i cannot roll wait emily what do you get out of like what what is it that draws you to this well, lately I've just been like I, I've been doing stuff by myself for a very long time now, and I had I had a personal trainer for a while when I was making more money, and uh, and now I just kind of fuck around at YMCA. That's about. You and, also and have jog. a friend Leslie Moon who, who is yeah. uh, a personal trainer, weight yes. weightlifting coach who's so cool because she does it in the opposite way. Of yeah, the, like, right. She has the out. best. Yeah, she's like the best at kind of the more holistic, like a like a a, a sane. I love and, her her vibe because it's like I'm going to teach you the safe way to pick up the heaviest thing yeah. you can. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, and which is like be, and being around her and like kind of picking up a lot of the stuff that she's been learning and like kind of this sort of philosophy she's been honing. Then going back to this very yeah, like I feel pretty esque uh, form of exercise feels especially like a culture clash. But I do like I do I I, I have to differ from you guys. I do like I like stuff in you a like group. Like somebody yelling at you. <laughs> I do like somebody yelling at me. I mean, I've you had know, some amazing experiences with Soul Cycle at South by Southwest. Because no kink they have, shaming. Like, 
for guests. <laughs> no, it is it is a total kink. I I will own up to that. But like, I, but I know I've never really gotten hardcore into Soul Cycle before. But at South by Southwest, they do like they'll have like guest DJs, um, <laughs> like like famous like Hudson Mohawk like like guest DJed. Uh, I could also see needing class. to just like sweat your brains out in that situation to stay sane. Yeah. Oh, it smells like beer. In that. <laughs> <laughs> When when you see people that were in your soul cycle class somewhere else, do you feel like you have a a, a spiritual bond with them? Um, I always feel like you just don't acknowledge it. It's like you all went to an orgy or something, and <laughs> yeah, you know, or like AA or, or something. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess I could you do have like gone, a that's subtle, like a better metaphor. a subtle like head tip, but exactly. like don't play like, your mm-hmm. don't show your hand. Uh, yeah. There's something about workouts where it's like, I don't know, I like a gentle cult leader, um, but my personal favorite is Yoga with Adrian on YouTube, which I've probably plugged before. But like, if you yeah. want the opposite vibe of somebody yelling at you, of someone who's like Sesame Street, just being like, stretch whatever's good for you. She's <laughs> so wishy-washy, though, man. I need a little oh, more you want discipline. No. Like, if you were just sitting there, she'd be like, it's fine. You can just sit. I, I've done, like, the shred also, and I didn't like Jillian Jansen yelling at me. Yeah. I was like, mm, no, I'm not a jock. So um, I am. I feel like I was just in Los Angeles, and Tess was just in New York. We've been so bi-coastal. I know. These last We're few like days, the Kardashians. <laughs> yeah. We have franchises all over the it's country. True. We're taking New York and we're open in Night Call Dash. And, yeah. <laughs> Night Dash. Night Dash. <laughs> um, but I, I'm going to be back in LA soon. Uh, I think when you hear this, it'll be like a, a week later. Yeah. Um, for the first ever uh, Female Filmmakers Festival in Los Angeles, which I'm super excited to be a part of. I'm going to mm-hmm. be doing a couple panels there. And you should definitely check it out and get tickets at fffest.org. Yeah, Emily will be there and I will also be there. Maybe Tess will be there. Who knows? You never know where I'll be. Wild card. I am. Uh, I am going with my mom to see a documentary called Left on Pearl that is about the 1971 takeover of a building by women in Boston. Uh, they took over a building that Harvard was like trying to buy up a lot of working class neighborhood house housing in uh Cambridge and so a bunch of women women took over a building and turned it into an affordable women's health center and obviously that's something that I think is really Goals. cool and would like to learn how to do more yeah. of stuff like yeah. that so um yeah. Yeah. It's a really amazing program. It's not, it's not, um, I think they have one premiere, but the rest is just kind of a really good selection of uh, both stuff that you might have seen. Like they have American Psycho there, Mary Heron's American Psycho. Um, they have um, uh, Treeless Mountain, which is like one of So Young Kim's earlier films, and like some Barbara Hammer shorts. Yeah, it's a um, great, then, it's yeah, a great it's, program. It's just like a really good mix and like uh, international too. Um, and I think it's going to be a cool weekend. It's at the independent, downtown independent in Los Angeles. And yeah. this is the weekend of the? The, uh, the 12th through the 14th. The 12th through the 14th in LA at fffest.org. The 12th through the 14th of October. Yes, it is. Halfway to Halloween. Halfway. We almost <laughs> made it. And now that Richard's here, you feel that Halloween creepy vibe. His coffee cup of ghosts. Good luck out there, everybody. <laughs> your coffee cup overflowing. Exactly. Yeah. Do, not, uh, do not fill your coffee cup with ghosts. No, you, you got to put it. one of those lids on it with a little tiny hole so only the really important ghosts can come in. Well, it's been good the, the last 10 years or so, because 10, 20 years, because I haven't 
been messing with it, so I haven't felt it and, and, and haven't been spreading these stories around until now. So maybe <laughs> we'll next year I can check. Welcome to the coven, Richard. Yeah, watch maybe. out for yeah. those chairs stacking. Uh, yep. <laughs> if any chairs are stacking in your home, give us a call and tell us about it at 240-46-NIGHT. Or you can email us at nightcallpodcast at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please review, rate, and subscribe. And uh, be sure to check out Richard's newsletter at theinkler.com. And also follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at nightcallpod, uh, Instagram at nightcallpodcast, and Facebook at nightcallpodcast. Thank you so much for joining us, Richard. My pleasure. Thank yeah, this is great. You. And we'll see some of y'all at the Female Filmmaker Fest. Bye. Come back soon. (laughs) This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.